1: And very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is, of course, the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins were shooting for a clean three-game sweep of the visiting Chicago Cubs. For the third time this season, we had a chance to see Eliezer Hernandez, who on two separate occasions has spent time on the 60-day injured list. So Eliezer made his third start of the season, went opposite of the right-hander Alec Mills. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner.
2: The Marlins close out a series sweep of the Chicago Cubs this afternoon. They beat the Cubs 4-1 in Lone Depot Park after a 14-10 win Friday night. A 5-4 nail-biter last night. This one went down to the wire as well as the Marlins win their fourth straight, equaling their longest winning streak of the season for the third time. Eliezer Hernandez came off the injured list to make his first start today since June 3rd. It was just his third start of the season He matched up with Alec Mills, and this game was scoreless all the way into the bottom half of inning number five. In the fifth, after Mills had retired 10 straight and 12 of the first 14 batters he faced, Jorge Alfaro led off with a hustle double out to left center field. He hit what looked like a single past the shortstop, with Romine diving to his left, unable to get the ball. Alfaro was thinking double all the way. Rafael Ortega, the Cubs center fielder going to his right, and Alfaro able to slide in ahead of the throw. So a hustle double to begin the fifth inning for the Marlins. After Brian De La Cruz lined to short for the first out, Alfaro was still at second base, and Magnaris Sierra, who suddenly has been knocking in some runs, had a chance to knock in the go-ahead run in the fifth. Alfaro uh, with second one out. There's a ball banged into center field for a base hit. Does he have another RBI? Oh, Keith Johnson's gonna wave Jorge home. The throw to the plate, not in time, down to second Sierra. He's in there safely, and the Marlins go up one nothing in the fifth. Another RBI for Sierra. We were talking about Sierra just before that RBI single. No runs batted in his first 78 games this season. Now five in his last 17. And that one made it one-nothing, Miami. In the fifth, the lead though didn't last long. Eliezer Hernandez started the sixth, up one to nothing, and on his 75th pitch of the day, he was facing Frank Schwindel, the hot-hitting Cubs first baseman. Three, two to Schwindel is blasted to left center and deep, and the Cubs have tied the game. Into Auto Nation Alley, Frank Schwindel, the first baseman, getting a chance now. Anthony Rizzo's wearing Yankees pinstripes with his second homer and his sixth run batted in, in the series. We're tied at one in the sixth. Schwindel in three games against the Marlins went five for 13, two doubles, two homers, six RBIs, and that one evened the score. Eliezer came back. He got Ian Happ to bounce to second base, but when Matt Duffy singled, Eliezer's return from the injured list was over. Don Mattingly decided to bring Paul Campbell into the game. Campbell got David Bode on a fly ball to right, got Jason Hayward to fly to center, And we were headed to the bottom of the sixth in a 1-1 game for Eliezer Hernandez. Five and a third innings, four hits, one run, walked one, struck out four, hit a batter, allowed the Schwindel home run, 82 pitches, 57 strikes. Alec Mills started the bottom of the sixth inning in a 1-1 game and went after Jazz Chisholm. And on 3-1, Chisholm sends one a long way, right center field, way back, goodbye, up onto the home run porch, Jazz Chisholm for the lead. 435 feet to make it 2-1 Marlins in the sixth inning. Eventually, Mills would be out of the game in that inning. Jesus Aguilar singled, Lewis Brinson singled first and second, nobody out. Brian Anderson a fly ball to center, Jorge then hit into a fielder's choice, with men at first and third, Brian De La Cruz worked a walk. The first allowed by Mills. That would end Mills' afternoon, however. And Adam Morgan came on to face the lefty Sierra, and he struck him out with three straight sliders, ending the sixth with the Marlins in front 2-1 to one, thanks to the Chisholm long ball. For Mills, five and two-thirds innings, seven hits, two runs, a walk, four strikeouts, allowed the home run to Jazz, 92 pitches, 64 strikes. After Campbell got the last two outs in the top of the sixth, He started the seventh, allowed a double to Robinson Chirinos, who was on base all four times in this game. A single, a double, a walk, and hit by pitch. He goes six for eight in this series with three doubles, a homer, and an RBI. The double by Chirinos ended Campbell's aft and brought Richard Blyer in to face the switch hitter Andrew Romine, who the Marlins wanted to see from the right side. Blyer struck out Romine for the first out with Chirinos at second base. Then Patrick Wisdom reached on an infield single, putting men at the corners. Tying man was only 90 feet away with one out in the seventh. He had the hot-hitting Rafael Ortega come up, lefty batter, and Blyer struck him out for the second out with Frank Schwindel due next. Anthony Bass came out of the bullpen, and Bass got the strike out of Schwindel. So the Cubs couldn't cash in the leadoff double. They left the tying man at third, and it was 2-1 to at the seventh-inning stretch. Bottom of the seventh inning. With Trevor McGill out of the bullpen. He got the first couple of outs, striking out uh, first Sandy Leon and then Miguel Rojas, but Jazz Chisholm singled, extending the inning. At that point, McGill gave way to Jake Jewel on for the first time in the series, and the first man he faced with two on and one out, or with one on and two out, rather, was Jesus Aguilar contacts and loud noise. He lets the ball up. There goes the runner. The 0-1 pitch is hammered to left field. Back on it goes half at the wall. Goodbye! A two-run homer for Jesus Aguilar. And the Marlins have some breathing room. It's 4-1. Anthony Bass would stay out there, sit on the side in order in the eighth inning, a couple of strikeouts. So Bass faced four, retired four, and we would go to the ninth, Marlins four, and the Cubs one. Dylan Floro had the save opportunity here this afternoon, and things got off. It's kind of a shaky beginning for him. Jason Hayward led off with a single. Hayward off the injured list today, went one for four in the game. Robinson Trinos then walked at the end of a 12-pitch plate appearance. Six foul balls. He earned that walk, and all of a sudden, with Hayward at second and Trinos at first, the Cubs had the tying man at the plate with nobody out in the ninth inning. But Andrew Romine struck out for the first out. Patrick Wisdom struck out for the second out, and Rafael Ortega rolled a ground ball to the left of Jazz Chisholm. Jazz threw him out, and that's how this one ends. Five straight changeups, by the way, from Floro to Ortega in that at bat. And on the fifth pitch, Ortega bounces out to second. ended it. Marlins over the Cubs by the final of four to one. For Miami, four runs, nine hits, no errors, six left. For the Cubs, one run, seven hits, one error. They stranded nine in the ball game. Paul Campbell, the winning pitcher, his first major league win. He's one and two. Alec Mills takes the loss for the Cubs, five and five, for Floro, save number five. The time of the ball game was three hours, twenty-one minutes. The Marlins, with the victory, have won four in a row. They are fifty-one and sixty-seven. They improved to thirty and twenty-seven here at home at Lone Depot Park. As for the Cubs, oh boy, they've lost eleven straight, matching their longest losing streak of the season. They uh, fall to fifty-two and sixty-eight. Now twenty-one and forty on the road, and after beginning the year thirty-eight and twenty-seven, they are fourteen and forty-one over the last fifty-five games. Marlins uh, mentioned the Marlins winning their fourth in a row today. Their first four-game winning streak this year came April tenth through the fourteenth. They won one game at Citi Field against the Mets. Then went to Atlanta and won the first three games of a four-game set from the Braves. More recently, their second four-game winning streak came at home between May 4th and May 7th, winning three straight from the D-backs and then one game against the Brewers. That three-game sweep of the Arizona Diamondbacks until today had been the Marlins' only three-game series sweep of the season. This one is their second three-game series sweep of the year. It is their seventh all-time sweep of the Cubs in a series of three or more games. Their first since April 17th, 18th, and 19th, In 2012, the first year here at Lone Depot Park, Marlins swept in three straight. Here, they also swept the Cubs in a three-game series in 1997 at the old football stadium. In 2000 at the old football stadium. In 2006 at the old football stadium, they swept in a pair of three-game series in 2007, one at Wrigley Field, the other at the old football stadium. And as we mentioned in 2012 at Lone Depot Park, so the Marlins sweep the Cubs in this three-game series to finish five and one against Chicago this season. It's their eighth season series win against the Cubs all time. Their first, though, since 2012, the Marlins from 2013 through 2019 had gone 17-30 and 30 against the Cubs in 47 games. They swept them in the wild card series last year, and they win five out of six regular season games from the Cubs this year. Their previous season series wins against the Cubs in 1993, 1994, 1997, 2000, 2006, 2007, and as I mentioned most recently, in 2012. So the Marlins take care of business. They disposed of the Cubs 4-1 this afternoon. On their way to the victory, Marlins pitchers rang up a total of 11 strikeouts in this ball game. 11 Ks means at $25 a pop, $275. Southern Nations Drive, Think Initiative. We're up to 993 strikeouts for the season now, which means $24,825 already pledged to Auto nation's Drive Pink initiative.
1: Real nice win for the ball club, a series sweep of the Cubbies, and for the third time this season, the Marlins have won four consecutive ball games. Let's check in with the Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the victory.
0: Thanks, Jason. Hey, Donnie, what did you guys do well enough against Mills to get a couple runs there?
3: Yeah, we just hung in there with him, right, and it got him at the right time. And it's kind of really what's been happening lately is We've been able to, to get the runs when we need them, uh, you know, so so those those runs, Jazz gets us a lead. Uh, Aggie's able to extend that lead to make the ninth inning a little bit more comfortable than it would have been. Um, yeah, it's it was, it was nice to get to him. He was similar to the guy last night with a little bit different, but with a lot of off-speed where they slow you down, slow you down, sneak fastballs by you so that those guys are – um, they're they tough to deal with. Honestly, you don't see it very much. What did you like from Eliezer's performance today? Oh, a lot of strikes, a lot of attack. Um, you know, seemed like got a little bit flat there. The last inning, Mel, you know, talking about his arm just dropping a little bit as the as he gets tired. That's what obviously the thing we I think we talked about last night. Mel sees that uh, and kind of know that he knows he's at the end of the road. And, uh, but I thought he was, he was good with on the attack, you know, using the fastball at the top of the zone. His slider was good, got a few change-ups in. So uh, pretty impressive, really, first time back. Go ahead, Jordan.
1: Hey, Donnie. To build off of that, just after missing basically all the time that he has missed this year with the two injuries, just how can a start like this, hopefully help him with these final six weeks to try to salvage something of the year for him?
3: Well, just to build, you know, we walked into the year really working on his changeup, trying to you know get get him that third pitch. He's if he can stay healthy, we we figure, you know, probably another seven starts. Um, so something that you know builds some, you know some some momentum towards the off season. Um, but that that would be the main main thing for him. I mean, we kind of know who he is, but you don't want to just have a season where you don't throw, but you know three or four outings and. Now you're kind of starting from scratch. Two years in a row, you haven't thrown a bunch of innings, and now how do you how do you do that into the next season? And then uh, Alfaro was
1: behind the plate today. Just curious, how often are you guys going to have him out there behind the plate considering you guys have been with the catch situation you guys have?
3: Yeah, that's something that we'll talk about. Um, you know, obviously we want to see Alex. Um, uh, we've wanted to see Georgie uh, in different spots freeing him up. Fuddy did a great job with Eliezer today. Uh, blocked a bunch of balls. So I thought he did a great job. Um, but that would be something that it would be a work in progress that we'll be mixing and matching guys probably in different spots around the field. We'll still have some guys coming back. So uh, we'll have to mix and match a little bit to get everybody at bats and, and to keep seeing everybody.
0: Christina? Yeah, Donnie, just the decision, you know, in the fifth inning before Sierra, I guess, or after he drives in, the road, did you consider maybe – pulling or after
3: five and not bringing him back out there? Um, not really. I, we, we wanted him to go back through that inning. He was a right-handed spot. Uh, we didn't really have enough, you know, for that part of the game. Uh, didn't feel like the right ride. He really thought he, he was the right guy. His pitch count was low. Um, we knew it was kind of on the borderline. If we had got to his spot, you know, second and third hadn't scored yet or something like that, we would have hit. Um, but once we got the run, we we're like, okay, we can – and then we got the double, and Miggy was going to get a shot to drive in a run, too, after him. Um, felt like we – knew we, as a club, he wanted that one more inning, and, and he'd been built up. It's not a guy that had been in the minor leagues and, and tried to come back with a 50-pitch count or something. This guy was – he was built up to start 85, 90 pitches today.
0: And just uh, obviously him missing almost the entire season is how much has it affected the rotation in particular?
3: Well, you've seen how many different guys we've had ended up using. So it's going to be positive for some guys that have gotten opportunities and gained experience. Um, but, you know, Eli are solid. So it's a good starter and he's consistent, you know, pretty much every time out. So if you start looking at Pablo and, Sandy and Trevor and then you're throwing him into that mix. uh, it just would have been another consistent starter for us where we wouldn't have been bullpen games and moving starters back and forth. It just would have been a more consistent rotation for us.
1: Yeah. Well Yeah, Don, uh, with Jazz and, and that big homer, uh, what have you been able to see from from him in the last couple of nights, uh, knowing that he's been kind of slumping the last couple of weeks and it's been kind of rough for him on the play, but now starting to uh, get better?
3: Yeah, Jazz just needs to have good at-bats. Like, he's been hitting the ball hard. You know, the at-bats that I've seen, uh, even the line out early in the game, the ball he hit, I think it was last night, he moves Miggy early in the game with the ball he hit hard up the middle. Um, and that's, that's a tough part for the younger guys. is like, they start chasing hits. Uh, and actually we were sitting there talking on the bench. You can't guide it, you know, keep squaring it up. That's how you, that's how you get your hits. And that's how you get hot. So, you know, and then the next time up, he's hitting the ball into the upper deck. So for him, it's just a matter of continuing to have good at bats. They'll fall and, and take care of that process and the focus and your work, um, and not, don't chase the results all the
2: time because results you can't, you can't guide.
3: Yeah, nice oh, yeah.
2: Thanks, Jason. Hey, Donnie, first off, nice to have you back with us. Second, um, what did you think from seeing Floral today of the way he was able to work through that first and second jam
0: he kind of worked himself into to start the ninth inning?
3: Yeah, it was, it was good to get him back out there last night. You know, I know he, he was disappointed in his outing last night. Um, so it was good to get him back out there. It didn't start great. Uh, Torino's put a great at bat on him. Uh, you know, kept battling and kept battling and, and finally worked that walk. But then he, you know, I thought the visit was good. Sandy went out, Mel went out, you know, slowed everything down. But you got the three-run lead. It's just about getting that hitter. And he was able to, you know, get focused and, and get himself a couple of punch-outs there and then get that big last out.
0: Alex. Thanks, Jason. Hey, Donnie. Uh, I guess this is the first you've seen Brian De La Cruz up close, right? So uh, another good series for him. Another good play in the outfield. Gets on base, and I think every game this series. So, just your thoughts on him? Thank you.
3: Yeah, he's been he's been solid. You know, you don't you don't quite know what you're going to get. You know, a guy coming coming up. We knew he was having a good year. Obviously, we you know end up making that trade for him. Um, But he's been a nice surprise. he looks like he's He's pretty settled at the plate, like he knows what he wants to do. Uh, He's really settled in the outfield. Um, You know, he just seems relaxed when he plays and knows what he's doing. Uh, You don't see – you really don't feel like you're seeing a young player that's on edge or not sure. You see a guy that looks pretty polished for me.
1: All right, that was Donnie after the Marlins win over the Cubs yesterday afternoon. That sets the table for tonight's contest in first of three against the visiting Atlanta Braves. Braxton Garrett will go opposite of Tukey Toussaint to 7-10 first pitch. Airtime six forty with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.